here we are back with another motherfucking episode still not canceled we're calling this the reggie jackson special episode number 44 coming to you live with the go home show live how we doing fellas good we knock them out the park knock them out the park like ain't nobody's business all day every day still never lost never lost everybody's chilling summer's been great great vibes enjoying my summer and as we all know, wrestling fans return. It's been hot in the wrestling streets, in the ring, off the ring, in the parking lot. It's been everywhere. In the parking lot. Concerts. Yeah, it's like a concert. Like, yeah, and then like wrestling. I, I forgot what, what somebody has like a shirt where it was like everything is wrestling or art is wrestling, but literally last week. <laughs> Wrestling was everywhere. You would have thought it was 1995. Yeah. Yeah. We're coming into a new age. I think this is going to be the uh, the golden era right now. For sure? You think so? I think so. I mean, things are going good. Wrestling is good. I think this is probably the, uh, the second coming. We had, I think wrestling was popping off in like 2017, 2016. Everybody was doing their thing. Now everybody... Is back at it again with a brand new vengeance. Mm-hmm. WWE seems to try to get that that new blood uh, nice and flowing. AEW's thriving. New Japan is trying to thrive. Impact is thriving. GCW, MLW, anything with a goddamn three acronyms, everybody's trying to thrive. Throw <laughs> 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 up the three, bro. <laughs> it, is, it is true. Like, like, Going forward in probably the next five years, digital content wise, like you're gonna see a lot of more wrestling um companies get like deals, like mm-hmm. TV deals. And I know um people were shocked. I remember it was like uh, a lot of shockness when Fox signed WWE for SmackDown, and people was like, "Why? Why are they signing WWE? Why are they signing SmackDown? Like people don't really watch wrestling." But truthfully, wrestling has a very big core demographic. And in this age and now where people really can like not attain viewers, you at least know a certain number of people will be watching your program on a certain time. So it's guaranteed, yeah. guaranteed eyeballs. And then if if you know the one thing I learned about this week, we're gonna talk about it later on, but a lot of wrestling fans don't know like how niche wrestling is. And they also don't know what goes on outside the wrestling bubble. So like when you said right now that you know, why did um Fox pick up SmackDown? If you look at other Fox shows and how consistent those shows are, you're going to look, and there's not too many shows that airs for, like, more than five seasons or something like that. Mm-hmm. Nope. And especially wrestling. We know that WWE, they nonstop. You know, so they never took a day off when it was on the pandemic. Them other shows, they had to, you know, reshoot stuff because of COVID and all that. So, Even the, um, the infamous episode after the Royal Rumble with the snow. Them niggas still had a show. Yep. All hands on deck. Well, it was great. Um, um, I know we had money in the bank. We'll definitely talk about that in a few, but we we got it. We got to jump into the the hottest topic in the streets. The final, the final <laughs> countdown. The final countdown of personalities and cold. But if you've been sleeping under a rock or coming out of the ICU, <laughs> um, AEW's in talks with. 
Daniel Bryan and CM Punk to become members of the AEW roster. Uh, we're going to talk about it. Um, I know Malcolm wanted to bring this up too. Some reports say that it's confirmed. We're going to talk about all that hedging your bet shit, but it looks like Brian and Punk will be all elite before the end of the year, and that's big. That's huge. Huge. Yeah. Um. Who y'all? Who y'all want to start with first? Uh, CM or, or Daniel? Let, let's start. Off, I, I want to say let's, let's we can start off with with Daniel. Mm. So I think. And and it's it's like thing it's like I don't really want to split them up because them mm-hmm. as a combined package is truly the retelling and maybe even bigger of Scott Hall and Kevin Nash coming out all those years ago. If, if. like in terms of the outsiders, yeah, I, I think I think if Punk, they, I, I don't know if they're gonna show up as a duo. But even if they sign both of them and they come into the company, I feel like it's going to be bigger than Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. I saw actually, I like how you actually brought that up. I saw this one meme earlier today, and it was basically uh, CM Punk and and Daniel Bryan, but then that third member was uh, Brock Lesnar. Oh shit. <laughs> 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 like I think if that was to happen I think Vince will fucking lose his nuts to lose Lesnar along with Brian and- oh god yeah oh oh that 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 will I don't even I didn't even think about I didn't know what Lesnar's contract is looking like or whatever. well his, he's a free agent he yeah. is yeah he's yeah. been a free agent since uh since for May. almost a year now yeah, yeah since May ooh yeah but there's been there's been talks of like Brock, you know, you know what Brock is. He come back when he want to come back. Yeah. You know, him and Vince got more of like a handshake deal type. Yeah, it'll be like just let me know when you're ready. Come back, we do it, and call it a day. I'll send the plane. I'll send the money. Yeah. <laughs> let yeah. me know what you want. We'll work around it. And it's awesome. Like, all right, if I come back with Brock, who am I? You know, because obviously I'm like, yo, who who am I putting over? Like, what's the right idea? What's the right angle? Mm-hmm. We all know we, we we all know the match we want to see is Lesnar Lashley. Lashley, Lashley. Like that's really that's really what we we need to see at the end of the day. Yeah. So, but 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 what Daniel though, I felt. You know, this has been like three years in the making if you really look at it. It is. Because when he came back, when he finally got cleared, you know, one of the things was like, you know, WWE don't want him to wrestle. So, you know, he just might take his ball and go to New Japan. Mm-hmm. He decided not to. He came back. You know, he had his good run. And now Japan's still waiting for him, you know, via, you know, AEW. And I think that was the talks. Remember around Mania time was like, oh, WWE's in talks with um, New Japan. And pretty much the talks was really just to cater to Daniel Bryan. Yeah, because I think that would have been like one of the main ones. Even though I think New Japan can also have, I think Randy Orton, will, will, I think was somebody that would like kind of pipe their interest a little bit. 
Yeah. Because we know as soon as, like, Dan- Daniel Dale came up, like, those talks went away. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure if he's negotiating, he's like, yo, I want to stay. But one, like you said, main thing he wants to do is, like, I at least want to do New Japan if possible. That's something I want. Yeah. All I know is I'm I'm still waiting for that forbidden door to still be open. I'm still waiting for that shit to happen. I think if, if they I think they if 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 we're looking at what we're looking at, I think they're waiting until these two high profile megastars join the company because then it um spreads the wealth to the other companies. Yeah. To for the Daniel Bryan who's maybe fresh off in the AEW next door, he's showing up in the New Japan. I don't think anybody's going to impact, but who who the hell knows nowadays? Nobody nobody knows, but like I know with uh Daniel Bryan, or should we say Brian Danielson? Yeah, we could call him Brian Danielson. <laughs> call, you know, Brian. You know, I know one of the things he was definitely looking forward to come back was New Japan, I know he's been involved in a lot of numerous conversations, um, especially with the Nick Khan, um, you know, trying to facilitate that deal with uh, with New Japan. I know uh, Brian's name came up plenty of times. Um, the reported AEW deal, which we don't know whether it's real or not. I'll, I'll be I'm, – I'm the one to want to be a skeptic. Well, if it happens, it happens. I know he's apparently scheduled to show up at Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens, New York, on okay. September 22nd. Yep. So we shall see if that actually does become a, a real thing. Same thing with CM Punk. He's yeah. scheduled to show up in Chicago for uh, for All In. So Mr. Mr. Punk feet. Mr. Punk or CM Brooks, whatever, <laughs> we whatever, whatever we're gonna end up calling him. Um, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see exactly what happens. Yeah, and the punk you know, thing was another thing that we you know we've been waiting on for like two years since eight since dynamite started. But then you know those talks, I think when all out happened, yeah, honestly, it wasn't even two years. People, when when did punk walk out? Oh, ten years ago. People been waiting for punk ever since he left. Yeah, been waiting for him, like, and that, and that's the thing, and I get it. And the thing about with CM Punk, and this is why I think he's going to get, like, especially if he's going to be in Chicago, that pop yeah. he's going to get, that's probably going to be one of the top five pops in the industry in history. They're, they're claiming it to be the pops of pops. It's going to be the pops of pops. This, like, because, like, we all know the story, but, and it comes down to this, and that's why I said I think this is going to be a real needle mover for AEW if they do get both guys on the dotted line. The majority of wrestling fans love both of those dudes. Yeah. And I mean love. And, and in a way, though they are the guys that WWE... I could say, what, the indie stars? I think one of the, like, the only... People, like like Seth Rollins yeah. and stuff like that, but literally Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, they took from the Indies and they made stars. They mishandled it and fumbled the bag, but they had made them stars. So now you give them the star treatment and they go to another company that's all about fans and like being the best and like creative and shit like that. 
It's, they're gonna they're gonna crack two million. I see it now. AEW is gonna crack two million with both of them on their roster. It's gonna be very interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting for you know that September Daniel, you know, and then Punk at um all out. I just think that again, I think we said this in the uh probably the last show I mentioned to you guys before. Whoever really leaked this out, honestly, this should be shot. Yeah, it had to be some dickhead. He, like this granted, like this was too big of a news Not to, to leak eat. out. But to the fact that you know someone leaked this out, and it's kind of why I I, I hate reading dirt sheets. I hate these rumors. Like this is something that for the wrestling business, this this is definitely would have been the true definition of shocking the fucking system to the core. Yeah, yeah. Um, like last week, um, at the like around on Money in the Bank time, wrestling votes like they Twitter. They usually leak a lot of stuff out that's accurate on WWE side. And then they got to a point where they was leaking so much shit that I guess somebody in WWE like hit them up like, all right, money, you wildin'. <laughs> you wildin'. <laughs> you leaking too much stuff now, son. Like, he, he, that person got the call like, yo, WWE said, I got to chill out with the spoilers, son. Because it, it, it takes away from the fans. It takes, it's like, no surprise element. No. But you, but you know, I, I can see, um, I see with this story with the Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, I guess, I think the leaks have kind of, like, ignited the fire even more. But it's always the same thing every year. I just think that now, because everyone is talking about it, every, this is the, probably the most we've heard about this, and, you know, more, I what was the word, uh, trusted sources, I guess, been been reporting it more, like, Hey, is this AEW deal? It's a, it's a done deal. It's signed. It's delivered, and it's like, is it really? Then you have, of course, the the young bucks already trolling the whole thing, and you know, like, well, we don't know, you know, like, <laughs> like assholes. <laughs> yeah, like it just it, it it honestly it really sucks. People are always gonna de- you know, people are gonna deny their direct source, and they're like, no, no, we that's not true. It's not happening. And then it ends up being true, and it's just like that element of surprise. Like goes it just it, it goes out the window. Especially, you know, CM Punk. We went around this much of times, not only with um WWE but AEW for the past yeah. few years. So if he don't show up in Chicago, well, now he, nah, he's showing up in Chicago. <laughs> I mean, at the first all out, they said he was showing up, and he didn't show up. They said and that, he, yeah, yeah. He didn't show up. They said that for the first all out he was showing up. Yeah. yeah. It was he like even, promoted. He even said, like, I was in talks with AEW and then talks broke down. Yeah. Okay. So here's the talks. There's that's another thing. We don't know you can't count the chickens before they hatch. That's also another thing. Because who knows? Now with all of this, we don't know if nobody's signed yet. And if they're not signed, I'm pretty sure Vince is not gonna like watch this go down without trying at least to make a counter offer. Yeah. Got all them the billion dollar deal. They at least go well, for something. I, I, think, I don't know. I know their minds are probably made up, but if Vince again, yeah. the the lawyers are calling with a crazy ass offer, you at least gotta listen. No, I think at this point, especially for someone like 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 Daniel Bryan, I think for him, it's not really. It's not really about the money. True. Um, he's gonna get the exact same deal. He's gonna want to work limited dates. 
um, and still, and he'll be put in a better position where he's going to be able to work with a lot of people. That's a more attractive offer than than WWE can honestly offer him, unless unless they're able to to actually secure the deal with New Japan. Because I think Brian, he's he's going to be that 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 WWE guy. But let's be honest, you throw him some people in there, you throw in some 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 big names, having him also to work over at New Japan for a couple of you know matches. Throw in Wrestle Kingdom in there, you know for a fact he's going to be a thousand percent on board. Unless that's something that's going to be brought onto the table, is like, hey, let us at least give you a counter offer and see if this is what you're interested in. Yeah. Uh, AEW for him is going to be the move that he would want to definitely do for sure. Um, and I'm glad you brought up about like him working with talent because one thing about Daniel Bryan and like you can like fantasy book and shit. I feel like he's one person that you can just see go up and down the card and you wouldn't have like no like why is he wrestling a low like you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like he when can he work with anybody. Like, like when he wrestled Drew um who like yeah. nobody mm-hmm. was like nobody was like this is odd. Give that nigga Marco stunt. Who else is gonna give him fucking um powerhouse Hobbs? And I was gonna say the shit too with um CM Punk and Daniel Bryan coming in potentially. There is legit so many dream matches that could be booked with them with the with each other. Also, that's also gonna be the big match. Them versus each other for the AEW title. Oh, here's here's my oh, I'm glad you brought that. All right, so usually when we get, you know, deals like this in wrestling companies, you got two heavy hitters. AEW, you know, they doing their thing. They got their stars, you know, the people in the league, and then you got the young stars behind them. Mm-hmm. Do you see this with these two big signings, you know, people that was coming up disaffecting them? No. Now it's going to make them better. It, it honestly does because I feel like what they have done and they've been very consistent, they'll, they'll have the veterans, they have the stars to come in, but they have not forgotten about their young talent. They're being, they're being showcased just as much. They're playing. They're hitting everything from every corner. They're they're bringing in the talent. They have the young the the, the young guys who, even even some of the ladies there. They're gonna they're they're there to be there long term. And that's yeah. not gonna change. They're still being showcased. They're being mixed in there with the veterans. You see it with people like Sting, you know, and his 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 nice little, you know, out of the ring bid with uh with Orange that's Cassidy right. like. Like these are things that we're we're gonna keep seeing, and the fact that they still have, you know, these these connections with all these other companies, they're being also showcased. It's every everybody's getting a nice look. Everybody's getting their they're, they're getting followers. They're getting everything. This is some crazy shit. <laughs> not to like, like downplay. This is a, like them coming in is like really. I know, I know they haven't really signed. I would say Jericho has been like probably they, their highest marquee signing yet. On like a casual fan, no name basis. Yeah, this eclipses it a hundred times more. But I was gonna say too, like them, like with the matches, there's so many matches they can do with both of them. So many MJF, Jungle Boy, 
Sammy, fucking Phoenix. You got Omega, got Dark Order. It's like so much shit they can do. And I was already thinking in my head, what if they, because we know Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, both of them kind of symbolize mid to late 2000s wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like they always was like the two sides of the coin. If you would think about wrestling from 2005 and on, you'd think of CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. Yeah. What if they have him coming as a tag team? Like a twist on the two-man power trip? They've, um, I, I, that's something that I've, I've seen around and people have been talking about it quite a lot. Like that shit will be crazy because we all know AEW is very faction heavy. So with these guys coming in, you don't think they're going to like, all right, I'm going to join Team Taz. I'm, I'm going to join Death Triangle. Like, no, we're going to do our own shit. Nah, they we're going to come in here and we're going to beat y'all niggas. Just the two of us. I'm telling you, there's only one person that's missing. Mr. Brock. Mr. Brock. Oh. <laughs> Yo, and then, I was going to say, even with the coup of Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, I'm not even looking at that. I'm also looking at it as a, a four-part package along with Aleister Black and Andrade. Because I'll, I said this on the show, I felt WWE dropped the ball on both of them. I feel Andrade and Malachi Black, whatever he's calling himself, are stars for the future generation. So now yes. you're bringing in two stars, two megastars of the present generation while having two future megastars in the wing? Come like it's 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 gonna be. I'm sorry, but I think I think this might be have to be the wake up call that they really need it over there for um, World Wrestling Entertainment. Oh, you know it's serious when you 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 put it out there. Not nah, because a lot a lot of people have said it like like uh, so much talent has been like mishandled. And the thing is, a WWE because like oh nobody's watching our show and shit like that. You had so many chances to do shit with people, but it's your backstage. Thinking of oh we don't want you to be the bigger than the brand we got to play politics so and then you don't give people what they want and that's literally what WWE's been for like the past what 10 15 years anytime mm-hmm. some off the cuff shit gets over that's not in their plans they do their best to make it look stupid or they squash it I mean I, I also said this in the last episode so far things have been good when I talked about Nikki when we uh with uh with with Nikki on how she's going with almost superhero mm-hmm. I was like she will get over like there's still time but I remember when every uh we we had this talk over a month ago pretty much before money in the bank before she kind of just came in we'll touch on on that later we didn't <laughs> think you know she would be that person to to really you know actually winning yet alone cash in the uh the briefcase but they will make shit happen sometimes things will happen organically even right now they're they're slowly trying to build up baron corbin into a baby face that that video on friday was hilarious he's (laughs) he's killing it as much as people Um, as much as people want to say and give him shit he he was over down in nxt uh, when his matches were ending fast, everybody was counting like the seconds of, okay, this match is probably going to end in 10 seconds and 15 and 20 and 30. And everybody was counting down. So with WWE, they think things long-term and they're going to do it. They, they're going to try to attract different revenue streams that 
most people don't have the connection nor the power to do. Rolling Loud, whatever opinions people may have, it may or may not have been successful, but the fact that you had an opportunity to showcase talent at Rolling Loud for not only possible casual wrestling fans, but people like, oh, this is actually interesting. It's probably cool. Let me let me know what's up with this. I'll watch it next week. Yeah, it was WWE is always going to be WWE, and it's hard to even gauge what it was a successful failure that they people was like, oh, they not interested in the match like that. I'll tell you the truth. This week of Rolling Loud, which is usually turned up, mm-hmm. turned up event, even the top stars like Playboy Cardi performing, they wasn't even going up to issue. Like, <laughs> he was disappointed. They kept, I don't know if you've seen the memes. They kept throwing his face like he was like bad sad because the fans is like not turning up. Like nobody mm-hmm. was gonna be doing anything this weekend. Like so. Yeah, I, you know what else? Oh yeah, go ahead, Mark. I'm just saying, like if they are, I don't know if that was a one time thing because there's two more rolling louds this year. There's one in New York coming up in October, and there's another one coming up in California later in the year. So I don't yeah. know if that was, No, I would I would love for WWE to expand their relationship with Rolling Loud. I thought it looked dope. I thought seeing a wrestling ring in a wrestling fe- I mean a wrestling ring at a music festival, I didn't have that pegged down for 2021. Well, they've done it before. They've done um those festivals out in uh in England. They've done it with NXT. Um, but doing but it here like with Rolling them. Loud? Like that even yeah. sound like WWE Rolling Loud was yeah, right next to do. WWE. They're like, what you, what you rolling? And this nigga Pat McAfee, like, rolling loud is always a great time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the thing is with rolling loud, too, people got to, there's two things. One, that crowd, I don't know if it was on the ticket or they knew a wrestling match was going to occur. 95% of that audience is on some type of drug. You can't fucking see music and then <laughs> see a wrestling ring. And then also with wrestling fans, we have to know. Some people don't know these motherfuckers. And some people don't watch wrestling. That's and that's not, okay. That's but what they, so they, they get at. Like, it's so they niche. don't know what he has. Yeah, so wrestling fans are like, oh, look, they don't know the Street Profits. Why are they throwing them out there? And it's like, that's also a reason why they throwing them out there to put them in their face. And They, then, so they I, work the demographic. Yeah, so also I think with the Rolling Loud shit, a lot of wrestling fans, like, who I don't want to say no names or nothing like that, but it feel like if you live an introvert lifestyle of wrestling fan, you try to like um portray your insecurity about this shit. Ooh. Because there was like there was like, oh, nobody's watching wrestling. I'm so embarrassed. I'm like, why are you embarrassed? Yeah, that's wrestling the, that's, is on rolling loud. How is that embarrassing? That's the I'm living in my mama's basement crowd. Like, people that ass was on Twitter, like, oh, I'm so embarrassed to be a wrestling fan because they had it at a music festival and nobody reacted. And, like, who knows how... And that, that's a big-ass crowd they was at. Who knows how many of that were wrestling fans? I'm, I'm guessing maybe 10, Look, 15% at most. They were, they were wrestling at the PC Center with no fans. I'm, trust me, this is nothing. Yeah. And, again, I'm, it's an open crowd like that, like... It's also tough for you to really get like a really huge pop. I would where say there's... though, um, I feel like WWE could have made one adjustment, but I think he got COVID. I felt like if they would have threw Jeff Hardy out there, it would have been a whole different story. Like if they would have paired him up with like Stroop Profits for like a six man, you would have got you would have got the crowd pumping. Yeah, I know some people was like they should have had the Cena's or the Mysterio. Nah, 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 nah. Street Profits. I thought they should have had New Day. New Day, I could see that. Yeah. 
I think they went with Street Profits for the whole like cup shit to go with the festival. Yeah. And they wanted to um Yeah. You could um, see that they were sort of like testing her out. And highlight Bianca. Because yeah. I think Bianca Biala definitely walked out of Rolling Loud with a few more fans yeah, than she was, walked in with. Yeah, there yeah. was a couple of people that was at Rolling Loud at Wrestle Fan. They said that Bianca got like what pop. <laughs> yo, somebody made me laugh on the internet. It was like, um, it was like yo, Montez Ford made sure to be with Bianca and Rolling Loud before some rapper snatched her up. Him and Dawkins is right there. <laughs> Like, oh, that's me, G. Oh, word, yo, bro. I ain't even oh, know, that's son. you. That's you. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> All right, play boy. Nigga, Ted's and Dog is about to put two, somebody to a table. I know Bianca Belair was hella <laughs> over backstage. <laughs> Entourage is everywhere. They was like, yo, it's a badass wrestling bitch back. It's like, word. Hey, Mello was looking it? good, too. <laughs> Carmelo was looking all right. She also had that little wardrobe malfunction. Oh yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> yeah, but now nah, I thought I thought Rolling Loud, like I said, it's it's not going to be perfect, but I feel like this was a good start. Yeah. Also, I felt like they should have had a gimmick match because the thing is, I feel like when you're trying to bring in non wrestling fans, maybe a match with like some weapons kind of suspends the belief a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, even if you gonna, you may not react if you see a nigga with a suplex, but if somebody get hit with a trash can, you definitely gonna be like, oh, shit. Um, yeah. I but get I don't know, it. I don't like, know if it's, like, wanna... sponsors when, when they, like, squeaky clean. I don't know if there's, like, yo, we don't want the weapon spots. The only, the only thing, I, I get where you're coming from. It'll, some, you need something to kind of really grasp the, uh, the audience. Mm-hmm. But I think it'd be, unless there was a build-up to go along with Rolling Loud, then I would have I would have honestly under, understood it, but to throw just a random gimmick match just for shits and giggles with no with nothing behind it, I just think it it just it wouldn't have made sense. Oh, true, but you take like two low like lower car. You don't even need like like a street match, like no DQ. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah they pro- they probably like. I felt like this was like a test run. They probably bring that around next time. They yeah, had, they, they had they had their own like merch stand also out there, like Rolling Loud WWE merch. So I feel like this was this was a good look for them. And in the ways this is, we just talked about how like WWE has been like ignorant and hasn't done ways to like bring be cool again. This is a good start. I, I will mm-hmm. I will admit that. Yeah, yeah to get to get your. Three young black stars and put them in front of this, you know, type of demographic and stuff like that. You know, of trying to, you know, go the new direction of creating new stars. Yeah, you got to give it up to them for that. I would just if, if they have another one, who who would you want to send out? Like, if you can't send out like a Roman or like an Edge, somebody like you said, young stars in the mid card. Like, who who would you send the Rolling Loud? Um, probably Sasha. Okay. Because uh, a lot of people know who, like, Sasha is out, outside of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, they could do a mix if they wanted to, like, do a mix of a young or old. Because, you know, a lot of people was clamoring for that. Oh, you know, it would be nice to see, like, Rey Mysterio and stuff. Yeah, that's what I felt. That's what I felt that was kind of missing. I felt like if they would have had, we always talk about the importance of a rub. If they would have had like a uh, Rey Mysterio or like I said a Jeff Hardy along with the Street Profits to go along with that rub, I think everybody would have came out 
more happy than 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 what happened. Um, let me see, because Rolling Loud was coming again to New York, like I think October. What day is that? Yeah, it's October. Yeah, Halloween. I think that's gonna be a city field, right? Yeah. Rolling loud at City Field. I do it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) But um and then then we had Money in the Bank. Uh I thought Money in the Bank was a great show. Yeah. It was it was good. It was it was decent. Decent? It was decent. Okay, it was decent. A golf clap. I think you know, for the first show back, I wanna give a I wanna give a little shout out to to Charlotte and Rhea real quick. Because mm-hmm. that way the match started, it was getting a lot of Becky chance. Oh, it was looking like WrestleMania twenty out there with um Goldberg and Lesnar. And for them to flip the whole crowd and get the crowd on their side and have a great yeah. match. And then I, I think that's gonna go a long way for, for um Rhea too. Like that was the first time she really got like chance in front of real, from a live crowd. Instead of you know the mania match she had with Oscar because you know she she came out on the roster when they were still in the um Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. So that was good to see. Um, the men's Money in the Bay match. What a match, Big E. <laughs> My prediction. Yeah, that was Big Money e. Mouth. That's why we call you Money Mouth. You be on the money, bro. Yeah, that was that, that definitely was very surprising. They went all the way. That was nice to see for Big E. You know, somebody posted a picture when Big E was rolling with um Dolph when he had the money in the bank briefcase. And now Big E got it. He's like, it's all mine. Because the new day just keep on winning. I was thinking so I didn't really like I don't know if I'm confused or not. So with the money in the the bank, you can challenge who's on your show, you can challenge anybody. Uh right now it looks like you can challenge almost anybody. Okay. I was wondering that. Cause I know last year was mostly if you won, you had to face your show's champion. Yeah, I, okay. It, it almost seems like every year they're like flip flops. Yeah, yeah. That's that seems to be the uh, the trend now. It's gonna be interesting. So you know, at the Money in the Bank, you know, we had the show, the first roll. Mm-hmm. Let's I was gonna say you want to talk about Roman and Edge. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We can I was gonna say you. Yeah. That Roman Edge match, that was, you know, that that was a great welcome back for like Roman in front of fans with this new persona. You had everything. You had his whole persona, and he's still getting booze, and that's going to be a guy that's going to lead you for the next year or so. And I love the way they set up, um, Seth Rollins and Edge. Yeah, he's on a mission right now, Seth Rollins. You. <laughs> And you know some crazy shit? That match sounds like SummerSlam. Yo, I tried to tell y'all a few months ago that was going to happen. Nah, you, but now some like, if you hear Seth Rollins and Edge, you just think SummerSlam. True. You see what I mean? So I, I, I'll give it I'll give it a good booking on that. So we got Seth Rollins and Edge. We're probably going to have Roman and who's looking like his, his opponent for SummerSlam's going to be? Oh, Cena. Yeah. Running out stupid. Yeah, how come we, we had Big John coming out? I was about to say, and we had John Cena coming out, which is like a semi surprise. We knew he was coming, but we didn't know when he was coming. Yeah, 
Like, the way that they teased it at the end, you know, Seth and Edge got off the ring, then Roman was in the end, like, nobody could beat me. Now, you know what it was, too? The WWE always has, like, that camera angle where you know when somebody's about to, like, come out. It's well, like, especially once you're at the show as well. Yeah, because it's like, they had Roman, they had Roman on, Roman and, like, the Titan Tron was, like, framed. And I remember that's kind of, like, how they had it when, um, speak of the devil, Punk made his return after SummerSlam. Mm. After John beat Rey Mysterio, like they had that same exact camera angle. Like John was like right, really near the Titan Tron. But it was good to see Cena back, and you could tell what a fans, pop. I was like, you could tell fans been away for so long because you heard a pop, and you didn't hear no Cena sucks. You didn't hear John Cena suck. You didn't hear none of that. Even he was just like, y'all must have <laughs> really missed me. Yeah, no, no negative Cena chant. Like it was two thousand two. Somebody says it's the chant that he should have got fifteen years ago. Yeah, John Cena. Yeah. Exactly, but it's good to have him back and get him some star power headed into SummerSlam, a Saturday SummerSlam with Roman Reigns. I think that's going to be a really good match. Yeah. You know. It's, you know. And then, and then we'll have we seen on SmackDown Roman was already last time. Remember last time they feuded like three years ago. Yeah, he got destroyed. And he then, was you know, Roman Roman came with them balls this Friday. Yeah, that shit was crazy. He was just like, you can't come out here and cut the same promo, same thing over and over again. He like missionary position. <laughs> 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 Nigga said, John Cena tricked y'all. He run around doing nothing. That hair, though. That John Cena hair was the star of the show. He came, came back with the Marky Mark dude. Fresh <laughs> <laughs> with the fast nonset. Yo. I was like, wow. Oh, man. I was I was waiting to see... I, I was waiting to see Bearded John. Mm. No, like, I, don't, not, I don't think, don't think they're ready for that yet. Yeah, I, I think Hollywood like nah. You gotta keep a clean shoe. I gotta, I gotta guess it. I gotta. If Brock comes back. He better be different. You said that. You said you said you wanted a different Brock whenever we see him I, again. I, yeah, like it's the same shit. We know what to expect. I want a different looking Brock. He still got the beard. Somebody snapped a picture of him yesterday. Yeah, like I remember when he was. I remember some of his matches when he was in. Uh, uh you know, having these fights in UFC, he came out bearded. I'm like, bro, like let's get some of this shit. <laughs> I need a different Brock. I don't want you. To, I don't need you to come out in black. I want you I, come out with some red shit. We possibly will yeah. get a, a different Brock because, as we know, his main main person is hanging out with Roman. You know yeah. what I mean? So at least we're gonna get like a Brock on his own, so to speak, type shit. Like I would like to see him come back, and then all of a sudden it'll be like. So, Paul, who you rolling with? You rolling with me? You rolling with your boy Brock that happens to just come and go when he pleads? <laughs> I'm here every day. I'm here every day. Because has Heyman touched on that on, in, in kayfabe on why he's on no. why he's okay? I was they, wondering that myself. You know, he's just like Brock is at home. Brock is taking care of his wife and his kids. Brock is doing what Brock Lesnar does. When Brock Lesnar wants to come back, Brock Lesnar will be back. That's all that's and I was on a uh, talking smack and it's just kind of been left off like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
until Brock comes back and be like, man, fuck your kids. <laughs> yeah. I think that's... You know, fuck your table. Fuck your table. The, the final ball. <laughs> I'm surprised WWE Shop has not put a Roman Reigns table out. <laughs> like the head of the table with this nigga's head at the table type shit. Oh, I feel like somebody will buy that. Mm. You know, the Honestly, is gonna pay for that. It'll be interesting if they do a concept like that, but they would have to add more members. What you mean? Like, let's say if let's, let's say Naomi comes through, and it like I feel like they they need to add that female to to this. You may think it'll be Naya, but you know, some type of way after they took the the table spot. Yeah, some beef, some family beef. There's, there's, there's some, some some family beef. I mean, it's Ooh. still Tamina. You can still pick you like yo, I got Tamina, so um but I I would definitely love to see one of two people. I, it'll be very interesting they bring in Naomi. Um if somehow they were to somehow split Tamina and 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 Natty. Mm-hmm. I would I would love to see Tamina be part of that bloodline. Like they grew up together. I was gonna say I'll see that. I would, I really like the um the Naomi angle of it. Yeah. Because with her and Roman could be like, yo, it's all about family. And sometimes yeah. family don't mean blood. Like you you married into this. You know what I mean? Like it could be different for her because she's not technically blood family, but she is yeah. part of the but family. Easily the way to eat. That could also be flipped around and Roman just be like, yo, fuck your wife. No, I ain't gonna do that. That's not part of the family, nigga. We're not it's just this family. It's supposed to be a man's table, a man's world. No, family is everybody. (laughs) Family. (laughs) I like that though. I I think I I believe what you said. I do believe they do need a a female in that group. I will I would definitely love to see it happen. You know, there's also the rumors flying around. You know about a possible Rock Roman uh, setup for WrestleMania, whether it's not a singles match, maybe a possible tag team match, depending on a whole bunch of other shit. Depending if the Rock and you know is, is allowed to possibly just do WrestleMania in general, how much load is going to take off off of him? Split mm-hmm. the Usos into yo, are you with you know, are you with Roman or are you with Rock? And possibly do a tag team that would be a little bit interesting. Team Roman, Team Rock, Team Roman, <laughs> Team Rock. Yeah, they probably because I heard about you know the Rock is they're gonna do a 25 anniversary at Survivor Series thing, which he's the which is he has claimed that he has no knowledge. Oh God, and, you know no knowledge. He has not been spoken to about this, which is probably going to happen. It's just like John Cena a few weeks ago. Ah, SummerSlam. What? SummerSlam. What's, what's Even, happening? Um, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is like the king of that shit. Yeah. Like, like you know, like literally don't like don't really like Chris Jericho say something. Don't even believe it. Don't even just like that's like go on one end and go out the other. He's like, what are you talking about? Y'all doing some fine acting, guys. But not Roman and Rock. That's 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 the money. That's that's the money maker right there. Like sick of money maker. Oh, but um, on the on the raw side, Chris' favorite wrestler came back last week. Goldberg. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. When will <laughs> that old man learn? 
That shit sound like the fucking his theme song. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> hey, at SummerSlam, you get to see Bobby put him in a pack. It's just like, when, when, when is this going to, like, when is it going to stop? I think this is the last one of the year, right? I don't know. I'm I'm just sick and tired. He, he, he faced Drew at, at Rumble. And now he got Bobby. And then the shit is with, like, Goldberg. It's like, because you can't even, like, with, like, with Daniel Bryan, you can't even, like, um, maybe want to work him with, like, a no. card because he can't work. So it's literally with this nigga. And then, like they said, how the hell can you be home? You just show up and be like, oh, I got first in line. Like, shit don't work like that. No. <laughs> Look at your AARP card. Like, I got next. Like, how the fuck you got next? You be like, yo, you, see, you seen them? You be like, yo, you seen them ratings last week? All right, nigga, I got next. <laughs> oh, yeah, speaking of role, you got to talk about that other champion. Ooh. The Cadi and Crisscross. Not even... We could talk... I want to talk about this report first. They said that NXT is in the doghouse. Because they couldn't beat AEW. I think it's a good thing. They could, but see this. See this is why this is why this is why it goes to show you like WWE is like tone deaf because NXT is probably one of the brightest spots of your whole company. But but I see why they I see why it's that situation. But the thing is, it's not fair. NXT and this is why this is why the hypocrisy and shit is so crazy over there. They will call it themselves like they don't even treat the shit as third brand. If you ask Vince McMahon or probably the people in this circle, they'll be like, what is NXT? Developmental. So you're going to expect a developmental show to rival a show by a new company headed by like A-list talent? Because I even said it on the show, like once AEW and NXT was on the same night, I was watching more AEW. I caught NXT on the network. Like, it wasn't that... I didn't need to be tuning in on 8 o'clock every Wednesday for NXT anymore. Yeah, but that, that goes to show you how much what people will say, oh, when Vince, you know, is gone, Triple H is going to take over the company, how much that's not show. Because oh. they saying, oh, you know, they put you against AEW, AEW one. Now they put you on Tuesday. Y'all, not, y'all still getting the same ratings that was on Wednesday. How how can you leave the company and you're not you're not pushing any ratings in? That's also true. So as much as shit as um, Vince gets, you got to start throwing blame on Triple H on s- certain things. Where it's like, well, why all the blame goes to Vince? You know they're doing stuff down there too. They're not getting the job done. So let's 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 put it in perspective. Do you think it's really a ratings thing where product the product is not thriving? Or do you feel like it's just a, a way where fans would just not engage with NXT? Because I know plenty, I know for me personally, I know plenty of people who don't really watch NXT and they're like, we only watch Raw and SmackDown. I don't really watch NXT. I've never watched NXT. There's a lot of people like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that the black and gold brand has been more for the purest, for ones who really love wrestling as opposed to the fucking fanboys. Yep. Because we all know on a consistent basis, NXT, you know, has the better shows. It always but, does. There's but never... it's, not, it's like what Turner said, you know, it's not fair, but it's like, yeah, 
you know, that's the way life just is. You know, these if people really wanted to be wrestling, true wrestling fans, then they would tune into NXT every week. And they yeah. don't have the problem now because they're not going against AEW. But, but the shit is also too with, the, with NXT, like I gave up. It's also the network option. And so the thing, it's not like it's not like we like growing up and you had to watch NXT every week at eight, or you're gonna miss it unless you VHS it. Nowadays with our life, you be like, I right, I just catch this shit on the network or Peacock. Well, they're not even so. I, I think with uh, with NXT, I think it's the only show that they're like the next day or even the following. Yeah, it's the next day. It's the next day. The next day, because I remember when they were live streaming it on the network before. Um, if you missed it, you can watch, you can wait for it in the next hour and it'll be on the network. Mm-hmm. And right now, even as the, uh, as many as a lot of the NXT stars feel obviously different, there's a lot of higher up people up on the chain, you know, that are really considering NXT to really just be a, a developmental brand and not just, uh, you know, yeah. a, a third brand, which is very disappointing. Notice, because I feel like NXT, they need NXT. NXT kind of, like, gives it, it... It is their version of the indie. So let's say you have Raw and SmackDown as your two big shows. So next, you the third brand will be called your indie brand. You know what I mean? So it's uh-huh. always, like, a big thing when, like, uh, like when Edge just came down. Because, like, oh, shit, Edge is in NXT. The fuck is yeah. he doing in this small-ass spot? This is a big motherfucker. This, this nigga is an A-lister. That's like, I forgot who else used to like roll down there. Like they used to have like a little arc and it was really cool. Oh, then like Seth Rollins going back down there? Yes, when he went down there for like that when he was beefing with Triple H. I thought like, it was like somebody. They had like a nice little program too where they went back for a little bit. You know, so, last year we had, you know, Billy and Sasha going back down there weekly. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like you, they need NXT as their third brand. You have Evolve to be a de- developmental. You don't need... And people already seen NXT on, on fucking... on cable and you showed on Survivor Series. So you just can't turn around like, oh, it's developmental now. I mean, we, we should I see think, how it goes. I think the drive-in Survivor Series is going to be a good indicator of what is what. Because if they're not showing up there, then who knows? Ain't true, but back to the carrying cross. So it was also another thing. I heard, I heard he like pissed somebody off backstage, and that's why we saw him as stripped as he as he was. Who and was that? I don't know. They said like some. See, the thing is, they spinning this. It was like he got mad at Adam Cole for like that off the comment shit, and that kind of proved true. Like if you strip this nigga of everything, what the fuck? What you got, nigga? You so, you think, so you think Vince? You know, he decided to take. Or not take Adam Cole's words, but you know, let's see what you do without, you know. Yeah, girl. I can see believe it because yeah. I, I believe when the NXT call ups do come, and it's very true. If you're an NXT call up, what you did in NXT does not um equate to the main roster. That's why in kayfabe, I had no problems of carrying Cross losing the way he did. Because look at it in kayfabe, we're looking trying to look at it as being a booker and worrying about people's momentum and shit like that. In kayfabe, carrying Cross wrestled his first. Match on Monday Night Raw, agreed? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Hardy has been wrestling matches since that nigga was eighteen on the main <laughs> roster, and no, no, no words came back. And but I'm trying to say, like, they trying to say, oh, once you come into the WWE, you gotta like, they would see that with new people too. Like, you gotta get your feet wet and shit. 
This nigga Jeff Hardy in kayfabe has been wrestling on the main roster for 18 years. Yeah, yeah. I'm, no, I'm just trying to put in perspective. Like, even when that match was going on, I seen people tweet like, oh, Jeff is about to get squashed. How are you going to bring back his um interest music and he's going to get squashed by Kenry Crow? <laughs> no more words. And then yeah. even the way he won, he won by a heel. He didn't, like, a heel Jeff Hardy win? What the fuck is this? That shit was a squash, dog. Yeah. But I think it was a heel win because he knew Karrion Cross could literally rip that motherfucker apart. So as a competitor, wouldn't you want to cheat and get the fuck up out of there? Yeah, now they're going to do the... Now that Jeff got COVID, they probably going to do have Karrion squash two people for the back-to-back weeks. Call Jeff out. I don't know. They don't recover from that. Set up a storyline. You don't but think so? But it seemed like they were setting up a storyline after the match. Karrion was like, yeah, I'm not done with him. That's what I thought, too, because I felt like that would have been a great storyline for the casual audience. You see this dude lose, and then ne- the next time you see him, you see him stalking Jeff Hardy or just being that fucking creep backstage. You know what I mean? And he still has the NXT title. And he still has the NXT title. And then I was thinking when he finally has like that, that blow-off match with Jeff whenever they're going to do it, then he brings the pop in the circumstances and shit like that, like taking it from Dragon Ball Z. I didn't even reach my my final level yet. Now you about to see the real me. I got my girl. I got my smoke. I'm ready now. I got my smoke. <laughs> He's like, you don't want the smoke. I got the hookah smoke. It's over. I'm now, totally fine. I do think it was a message that that they um that they didn't have him come out with Scarlet and with all like the pop and circumstance. That could be that could some people are saying that could be a way of Vince giving them the F you down there, but it's always Yeah. Well, I, I think they also wanted to see what he had. Because the thing is, he didn't get exposed because the match was very quick. I think that's also another reason why it was a roll up like heel win. Just mm-hmm. to get it out the way. So that way he doesn't really expose himself too much on the wrestling side yet. Mm-hmm. And now, see, like, just see like the smallest. Yeah, just see, like, the reaction. Like like you said, he came out bare bones. He came out like a fucking creator wrestler. Yeah, Germanic. Bro, like, you just created him off of a fucking two kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, generic Titan time, generic um, music. Yeah, generic shorts. He came out with the title, right? And guess yeah. what? It was, it was his birthday. But they usually do that. WWE always has people take losses, like, on their birthday off of their hometown. They always do that shit. It was like, oh, it's his birthday, Bruce. We gotta oh. get him. Ooh, that's a nice way for this shit. And and to their credit, it's a method to the madness because I feel like this is a way to test if you're gonna play ball or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they know he's the NXT champion, so so you're gonna come to Raw, and they probably sat him down and like, look, we're gonna have you come. No Scarlet. You're gonna face Jeff Hardy. Like a minute and a half, he's gonna roll you up with the with the ropes, and that's gonna be the finish. Just to see like if he's gonna blow up or like I'm not doing this, because then that means you're a bad worker and they can't trust you with shit. You're going into business for yourself. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I think even um AJ Styles, he said that when he came in yeah, like something true. along those lines, like they told him he was gonna lose just to like see like where his head was gonna be at. Yeah, well the match against uh Jericho at WrestleMania. And everything even Jericho saying is like I shouldn't be the one going over, it should be AJ Styles. 
Styles was like, hey, you're going to lose to Jericho at, 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 at Mania. And he was like, okay. And he and Vince did it just to kind of see, all right, let's let's see how he'll react to this. Surely enough, it. right after that on Raw, he got put into a fatal four-way match to to see who's going to be the number one contender against uh, what was it, Brock? Roman? Roman. Roman. It was Roman. Yeah, it was Roman, and they 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 booked them on the long term. Yep, and he had one of the biggest baby face runs in the company in the past ten years. <laughs> and also the shit with the carrying cross well I kind of liked it it's cause like you just said Malcolm you was like right before the match started people was like oh Jeff Hardy's about to get squashed he's about to get squashed they literally threw something that nobody was expecting at us and we've been saying for so long how Dutters become so predictable like we can see when shit is coming nigga re- gave us a little okie doke and everybody mad I already seen the joint AEW Jeff tweets coming along no, Matt Hardy's. He was like Matt Hardy was like. I think my brother should be the champion or some shit like that. Yeah, it's always fucking trolling on some shit. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Jeff don't even talk to that nigga. <laughs> nigga don't even talk to you. My homie, big money Matt. But um, I feel like so WWE's um on that side is good. I know um as we talked about AEW Dynamite, I thought it was a really great show. Um, I watched it with a girl. She's never really watched wrestling. She was sports entertained. <laughs> she was sports entertained. <laughs> hey, T always hitting them with the test. Yeah, because like, sometimes I want to watch wrestling. Yo, for real. And the thing is, that's how I felt about Rolling Loud because even though as a wrestling fan as I am, and I have like you, you met, y'all all met my friends. Some of them are not. I don't really want to like some like force wrestling on them sometimes. You know what I mean? Like you, I always felt like I never want to force like this shit on somebody. Yeah, because I, because I, I know wrestling is it's a weird shit to like. It you gotta you yep. like it, you don't. But you can't force somebody to like wrestling. No. And I'd be like, yo, you used to watch this shit. While getting a blowjob, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yo, getting a blowjob watching Raw is crazy. Nah, that's that. That's the other role we talking about. Yeah, it's it's like the, the it's like the um Lonzo Morning meme. <laughs> but um, I know AW. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to um Hangman and Omega. That's going to be crazy. It's going to be the bomb burner. Hangman, my man. And you could tell, like AW. Because I said it before, right before COVID happened, I felt AEW was on the momentum. I feel it now. Like, these niggas, they ready to roll. Like, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. It's going to be it's gonna be an interesting two, two to three months for AEW coming up. Bringing in Chavo? Chavo. Mm. Ooh, Chavo. Anything better than Vicky Guerrero? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I guess they knew that wasn't a good. Honestly, I thought that wasn't a good good pairing off the bat. Like sometimes people got to call it. I know sometimes people think AEW like bats 100, percent but I did not think the Vicky and Andrade pairing was going to work or will work. Like nobody likes you, Vicky. Hey, my man Chavo coming out with them suits. He getting that rock check. He's like, ooh, I'm making paper. Look yeah, at me. 
And then I, I like the Chavo role for um, Andrade because he's been in his shoes before. He knows what it means to compete at a high level as a luchador. Yeah. He also comes in with the experience of knowing Eddie. Because I know they, they, they want, like, since even WWE, they kind of trying to position this dude as the next Mexican star in wrestling. And he is. Given the right push, Andrade is fucking money. It's like Mella. Maybe even better than Mella. Like, get this nigga a three-piece suit. Get him on the fucking Today Show. Call it a day. (laughs) That's it. Call it a day. What was you going to say, Mal? Oh, no, yeah. No, Chavo was the the perfect pairing for um, Andrade. Like, they, you know, Tony, Tony wanted his book, his phone book. He said, yo, Vicky girl, nah, Chavo girl, yeah. Let's go. He's like, thumbs up, stand down. Let's go. You know, I know um, Andrade can't get Zelina at the moment, but, you know, got travel. Eventually, they they will reunite one day. They will. They'll be glorious. Glorious. It'll be like Savage. I mean, Mrs. Elizabeth running to Savage all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Reunited. And it feels so good. Like, Alice, I'm like, all right, back up, back up. But, see, that's, that's, that's what, people can say so much shit about wrestling and whatnot. But look at that moment back in the day. People were crying over, over a couple getting back together. The power of storytelling at yeah. its finest. I love you, Elizabeth. <laughs> all you need. Oh, yeah. Speaking of. You know, things all coming together. Impact. That all mm-hmm. knows. Got mm. Jay White to show up in the States. In the States. You're right about that. He's on U.S. soil. And we know where that goes from there. With your man, Kenny. You know, we finally get the bout we've been waiting for. That's what we need. Elite booking versus... Versus the OGs. You think Fire that's gonna be something squad. for Bound for Glory? Um, I doubt that. I don't think that'll be a Bound. Like, what? What's what part specifically? Um, just some, not not the whole shebang. OG I mean, versus this like maybe like maybe a two or three man tag, just like a little of it. What's um? Do y'all think um Jay Mr. Jay White's showing up on Dynamite anytime soon? I think so. Yeah, I, I think like if, if he's showing up on Impact, he's going to show up on Dynamite at least once. Yeah, we had Kenta show up. Yeah, and there's been a lot of a lot of teases. Yeah, it wouldn't make no sense if he came all the way over here and he's showing up on, <laughs> just to do impact <laughs> to wrestle in front of 30 people. Like, nope. I want big money. His show is dope, though. I didn't know he was the first ever Grand Slam champion. Or U.S. champion, I believe. The New New Japan. Yes. Jay Jay White got out of Japan at the perfect time. (laughs) 
Coda with Gucci, they saying he's having some health problems right now. I know they just started to do their shows uh, just the other day at Tokyo Dome. Tokyo. Tokyo. Yeah, it's been reported. Um, it's, been, it's been reported. That Obushi? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't heard that name in a while. Like I, I do, I do love how this um, this forbidden door. Like I do love the trifecta, or even is it a, a quartet with a triple uh, A, or is it just these three doing their own thing? Um, I think ideally it would be triple uh, A. What else okay. involved? But yeah, it's a really a great time to be a wrestling. Like even seeing all of this, like company hopping and going back from forth and just crossovers is like really dope to see because growing up in a post WCW world controlled by WWE this this wasn't my reality <laughs> this wasn't a lot of people's reality that is true like I, woke, I, I grew up in a world where WWE wrote history and said we dominated every, like a small margin but then we dominated again like the boyhood dream. That's come true. Hmm. Um, what else we got before we get out of here? I'm gonna say, what else we got? Um, oh yeah, we gotta send um shout out to Matt Cardona, a formerly known oh. as Zack Ryder, getting getting deathmatchy. He uh. He was definitely getting fucking pummeled in the beginning of this match. Matt Cardona is on a new wave of fuck you. Zack Ryder's dead. I'm living a new life. I'm the new breed. Fuck you. Pay me. I'm the shit. That's that's, That's where we're at. New GCW champion. Bidding Nick Gage. Who's gonna be on Dynamite? Yeah, uh, we forgot to mention that he was on Dynamite last week. But that's really cool. I didn't know. Like, um, I had no idea he even like went to get hardcore or did like hardcore things. I just looked on Twitter and it was like Matt Cardona bleeding. I'm like, what? Yeah, that's been um, this has been a buildup for like the last three months. Okay. It's been a huge buildup, so I'm, I'm very intrigued to see how else this uh, this actually develops. Very intrigued. Have you seen any of it, Malcolm? Yeah, I've seen the clips that have been going passed around over the weekend, and then you know, Miss Chelsea Green posted a picture yesterday <laughs> of attending to Matt's um, welfare. Where they literally, I guess he was staying at a hotel nearby. He literally had all his blood on all the sheets. Damn. He imagine you work at a hotel, you come in to clean up. Especially with COVID? Hell yeah. nah. Hell no. Some people Hell be like, nah. I'd rather deal with this and not COVID. He had to pay a little extra. He had to pay some extra money for that shit. You ain't just gonna leave no fucking blood sheets in your room 
and expect to check out. He's like, I'm hardcore. Well, they can't charge his deposit for it. And like, yo, I, I, I got, I got cut. <laughs> I'm a wrestler. I got cut. It's a work injury. It's uh, it happens. Nigga's like, you gotta take your ass to the hospital. Get your ass out. I can also be used for Team USA. Who is? Hold up. Let let me let me be clear for the U.S. national men's basketball team who is turning we are literally looking like fools in the Olympics right now. They've said it. They're like, look, they could individually, you can't stop them. Together, they're, they're not playing as a team. And it's not even playing as, it's the way they play. It's the, they, they, cause, and it's the thing, I'm kind of, even though I'm rooting for them, I'm kind of a little happy because it's exposing all the shit that I think that's really bad about the NBA game. Yep. It's perimeter oriented. There's no fucking defense. And all nope. these niggas shoot threes. The fucking final possession, they're down by two. They're not even down by three. And they shoot three threes and brick three and brick all of them. It's something that definitely needs to change. Like, they're they looking for you lost to the Frenchies. That's what happens when you don't bring up your, your top stars. They don't even need top, top no. stars. Like you just said, Fournier. It changes, though. <laughs> you got to understand, over the past four years, the international play has gone up. It this has, not, but, but doesn't say it also shows how the NBA players are really faking the yeah. funk. You talk about smoking mirrors. We seeing it. That's exactly what it is. Different style of play. It's not di- basketball. Is fucking dribbling the ball and putting that shit in the hoop. But it's, it's a different it's, style of play in Europe league than in the states. And you could tell because you could see them forcing, faking for a foul. That's what I'm saying. Because they they so can they so prone to like trying to flop and get a foul. Dude, no nigga, get a fucking basket. That rule shit that don't apply to fucking international play. They're looking. They, honestly, right now they're making the fucking the U.S. basketball team that went to Greece. Look unstoppable. <laughs> That's hey, all I gotta say. Ca- the same coaching, the same coaching camp is there. Greg Popovich, Larry Brown. I'm just saying. It's fucking shit. Like, they need hey, to stop. But again, it's, it's not even so much unless the coaching brings this shit up. The style of play in the NBA does not match well against a lot of these European teams. The European team, they play defense and they don't give a fuck about Obi. They lost to Nigeria. And people got to understand that 2018, the Redeem team, they beat Spain only by a few buckets. And that's because yeah. Kobe got on fire. But they it's like teams like that, you, you, you can understand it. Like, in, in, the, in the just in basketball in general, doesn't matter if it's the Olympics or World Championship, these other teams come out to fucking play. It's not like in the women's where they're fucking crushed. They, they crush the competition. Like, the, the the playing field, the competitiveness across the board from teams like Slovenia, France, Spain, Israel, Latvia, Lithuania. Like, these are teams that are going to fucking show up every fucking time. And they're looking, it doesn't matter if you're the U.S., they don't care if you're fucking Canada. They're going <laughs> to come out swinging. They're going to come out swinging. <laughs> it's always gonna be competitive sport. My man, fucking Luca, almost dropped fifty today. Yeah, fifty balls. 
Double double forty eight fourteen five. Lucas about to if, if they, there needs to be an MVP award for the Olympics. That would just give him like the that. player of the dope. tournament. That'd be dope. But yeah, it's it's not it's not a good look. I don't know when the next time they play, but looking like doo doo. And it's and the thing is it's embarrassing because. And also, I think this is going to shake up Adam Silva because you can't promote we have the best basketball in the world and get embarrassed, bitch slapped by lesser countries with lesser talent. I'm not saying they, they don't play as hard as a team. They do. But if we're being honest, there is less talent on other teams and they are just smacking the U.S. And they're doing it just by, like, defending. I think everybody should take – I don't – this goes not only from Pop, this goes to every single player on the fucking team. Y'all playing like shit. You guys are not playing basketball. You guys are playing individual shit. <laughs> Yo, you know some funny shit? You know what I was thinking on the train today? What? This shit reminds me of the Mighty Ducks too. Yeah. When the nigga had to teach him how to play fucking team so, US so, hockey. Yeah, we gotta take him out to the streets of South Central. <laughs> Somebody in Tokyo, if you and brother in Tokyo, please find Team USA. Take them niggas to a fucking park and play some street ball. Be like, that's not Team USA. They won't. They won't meet up the the people from Tokyo. Are like probably people who, like their dads or family, are in Japan because they're in the military, and they're like, you guys disgrace Team USA. Take them niggas to the street. That's what the fuck they need. And then we get a movie off of this. It's gonna be prepared I, by Disney. I, I, I'm high key. I'm, I might watch Mighty Ducks too after World goes off tonight. That I, I, that should just make me want to watch it. Gonna go Team USA. You go. About to do the trilogy pack? No, nah, just the second one. Now nah, the second one was always lit, and I thought I think that yeah. scene is recently why. I remember the niggas was playing like trash. He's like, "Yo, y'all playing like Team USA? That ain't Team USA. Like that ain't it. Y'all ain't playing hockey." <laughs> That's right. A black kid telling some white Minnesotans how to play some USA hockey. That's amazing. My brother told me you guys, you guys can't win a game when your brother got a big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he does, don't he? See, now, I like Mighty Ducks too. I think that's my favorite one out of the trilogy. Yeah, the third one was a little too edge lordy for me. Number two is like perfect. I didn't, I didn't like how Charlie. Charlie was like becoming a bad boy. Yeah, they were so devastated when Bombay went out with the um ice man. Yeah. Trick. I don't know why she was bad. I was I done the same shit. It was like, how could you do this? You see how she did <laughs> like, y'all don't know y'all don't know the power of pussy. And he can be like, yo, I'm trying to scout some plays, nigga. They could have had that mental edge easy, yo. I fucked your bitch. <laughs> that is true. And then you would have, oof, then at that same time, you would have thrown some ether in there. <laughs> like, nigga, I like, fucked your bitch. Be like, first off, fuck your bitch and the click your claim. Man, let me see my coach out with the, the, the opponent's girl. I'm like, okay, I see the vision. True. And before we jump off the subject and get out of here, you know who else is to blame for Team USA acting like this? What? Kevin Durant. Yep, he is not a leader. I'm sorry, and because you, you know, 
You know he how plays his role. Durant is like affecting this team because Damian Lillard said that bullshit yesterday. Told my old oh, international players playing a little different. That shit sounds so much like Kevin Durant. That sounds like some you got your ass beat and now you just trying to figure out why. He's about to go join another team. He's about Can't, to go play citizenship. I, I can't agree with that statement. Nah, it's like I said. I for me personally, I don't feel like Kevin Durant's like a good leader for this team. Mm. Not saying the, not, not, not 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 saying the Brooklyn Nets. I don't know what the hell they be doing in Barclays. I no, I think I think in even with the Nets, Kevin Durant is not a leader. KD is not a leader. He's 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 gonna do what he needs to do. He's gonna take if he needs to take charge of the game, he'll take charge of that game. But he's not he's not a true leader. I mean, I guess my man was leading his team to the finals before he turned twenty five years old. Um, but he had t- no no, but that that was that was good, Katie too. I feel like Katie also changed after that. That was thunder, thunder positive, Katie. After let, that, that whole he led he Olympic teams before without LeBron past few years, 2014, 2012. He led world championship teams. When? This happened. What's that? What FIBA or Olympics? The Olympics, the FIBA. Yeah, say the FIBA is different. No, I remember the last Olympics LeBron and them played. Like this is like Kevin Durant's yeah. first time. Being, I'm talking like, about. Top I'm dog. talking about. I'm talking about without LeBron. Oh, but I'm talking about in the Olympics. The first time without the rest of his homies, he coming up a, a little light right now. Um, it happened to Tim Duncan. It happened to AI. You, you gonna call them not leaders? True. All no, I'm saying. All I'm saying is that the U.S. right now they play. They play. They play Iran next. If they lose, I, I would just forfeit every other game. And be like, y'all niggas just go home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all not even flying back home. Y'all taking a ship back home. Y'all take. Y'all go, we gonna put you guys on a fucking crate. We'll see you motherfuckers in three weeks if y'all still alive. Like I said, you putting them in cages. Like nah, um, y'all ain't coming. Y'all ain't taking a plane right. home. Y'all uh-huh. going home in crates. Y'all better bike to to the to, to Europe and and be hopeful y'all y'all take a, a a flight or some other way. But y'all ain't flying home from here. Oh God, that's probably the funniest shit ever on this podcast. Fucking Iran, and then they played, and then I think they played Czech Republic or some shit like that afterwards. And them niggas, them niggas is dirty too. Check. Like those teams, them Iran, them Slovakia, them niggas do them elbows in the paint. Like when no, like the ref is not looking. But like when the ref is not looking. Yeah, but nah, them niggas play dirty, bro. That's how they taught. Like when you like trying to get position, you get like a quick little elbow. That's the worst. So they got Iran, and then they got Czech Republic after that. Well, the Iran game is going to be the tell-all. Because if, if they lose the Iran game, oh, Jesus. You might as well sound I'm, the alarm. I'm like, y'all the worst. <laughs> just like, yo, just just give up your flag. Y'all, 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 y'all going to exile. We're sending y'all off. We're trading you guys to to, uh, to a camp in Siberia for, for laborers later to be named. And that's why I said this is kind of, uh, like I said, I don't, I don't not wishing no badness on. I like them to see them win the gold, but if they get embarrassed, like how it's looking to be, Adam Silver's gonna have to look himself in the mirror and like, what the fuck have I created? 
mean, you know, I, looking I, at I stuff with the Joker, man. For huh? the season, a whole three months after, and then half his te- half his players getting COVID. Mm. That would be the only salvation for Team USA. Be like, oh, we couldn't COVID. play. You know, half the team had COVID. We we're trying to power through. It's like stop lying. And you know, people be waiting the fuck to beat the, the fuck out of us. Get you the know, fuck out the bus. I'm gonna say, you know, countries be waiting to beat the fuck out of Team USA, especially Hell basketball. Yeah. Woo. The NBA, that's like that shit looking like trash. <laughs> hey, Chris is on it, but yo, this has been a great episode, y'all. We got rumors, we got trash Olympic basketball, but the Olympics have not been trash though. I kind of like this. Um, even though there's been no fans, I'm a big um, I love the skateboarding competition. I think that's the best one so far. Yeah, finally waiting for 2024 Paris. We gonna get the break dancing competition. We should. We need shit like that. Like, like that shit's going, going to be popping. It's going to be like a straight up international, America's Best Dance Crew, international. Like, have you guys ever seen, like, those Red Bull um, breakdancing shit? Mm-hmm. Those world championships is no joke. Nah, that is the most, in. In, they be going in as, like, the most entertaining shit, period. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing more patriotic than pop locking for your country. <laughs> They're probably gonna get scrubbed by 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 the Japanese or the or or, or Germans. Oh no, the Japanese got some shit for us. We gonna get yeah, served. They got some shit. But we if the US get... really wanna win, the US need to go to the block and get niggas off the, <laughs> in the jets. Yo. Be like, yo, where my dudes from Soundview at? Facts. You need to hit up Patterson. Oh my god, y'all niggas are stupid. They're going to be like, yo, we're going to hit up the streets of Coney. We're going to be holding championship matches right. now. All the, hand, all the handball players, you got to go over there. Ooh. Yeah, if yeah, not, y'all gonna, it's going to be, y'all lose, it's going to be straight up booties up at the handball court. That's a fact. <laughs> like, we're really not cornering the market enough, Chris. We need to get with the official play. You know the handball play. They be out there Ooh. 8 in the morning, poppy. We're going to line right? up at the wall. Everybody going to take a shot. Is that, a, is that Olympic competition handball? It should be. No, not that handball. There's that European handball. Okay. Which is actually which is actually pretty pretty fun. Nah, Olympics been lit. Except for the same in the nation we've been talking about. If you want to watch real like some really good handball competition, the world championships, that's always gonna be Orchard Beach on Sunday, Saturdays and Sundays. That's a fact. You won't get Molly Wap by the old by the old Puerto Rican dude with the jorts and the and the high knee socks, the old color what? <laughs> With the jeans shorts with the phone clip but, on the side. Yeah, he's just like, oh, you, oh, Papa, you ready to play? You, you gonna see, you gonna see twenty vases out there. Nah, yeah. I, don't know. I don't need that smoking handball. He's just like, I play you paddleball, handball, whatever you want. Just know this, I'm gonna clip your nuts, and you are gonna know who's daddy. <laughs> watch out for the nigga with the visor hat on. Ooh, you gonna be having that Mark Anthony playing the background, like, yep. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah, like, let me show you. Let, let me let me show you, young blood. Like, I just caught this L. But yo, it's um been a great episode, y'all. Episode forty four, go home show. You did. You, you already know forty four. Forty five coming next. Pedro Martinez. Hey. Oh yeah. Hey.
We're gonna go. We, we're gonna go throwback with the forty-five. We're gonna go Jerry Curl, Pedro Martinez. That. So stay tuned, y'all. Episode forty-five coming soon. There's your boy Teddy Lucid, Money Mouth, Mister Beardo coming in. <laughs> All right, y'all. We out. Later. <laughs>